Hey everybody, this is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, life's never been better for comedian and actor Dave Coulier. It's more fun now than I think I've ever imagined stand-up being. Um, The shows are sold out everywhere. Tons of Full House fans from uh, the generation that actually watched the show. You know, teenagers who are, you know, Full House fans now. We'll hear more from Dave in just a few minutes. In separate instances, PF and Fangirl become famous thanks to the internet. Well, at least briefly. We'll also play Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings brand new track for summer, Chasing the Sun, which you should be buying in iTunes right now. But listen to the podcast first. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Former Full House star Candace Cameron Burry found herself embroiled in controversy after passages from her new book, Balancing It All, My Story of Jungle Priorities and Purpose, appeared in People magazine. Uh, she stated that she was a, has a submissive role in her 17-year marriage to the former pro hockey player, Valerie Bray. Liberals and feminists balked at the choice of words, which is one many conservatives have no problem with, especially closeted gay ones who often use the word submissive as a search term when trolling Craigslist. As a former White House insider in both the Clinton and Obama administrations, Rahm Emanuel has worked closely with both Hillary Clinton and Vice President Joe Biden. But when it comes to who would be the better Democratic presidential candidate come 2016, his mind is made up. Emanuel votes Hillary. If she chooses to run, I've already said I'm going to support her, the mayor of Chicago told Power Players. Joe's a good friend personally, said Emanuel. He's obviously worth being considered because he's a great vice president, a great senator, has something to offer, but Hillary will make the GOP lose their minds. Where have all the honeybees gone? A new study seems to strengthen the evidence liking pesticides used on crops to colony collapse disorder in honeybees. Colony collapse disorder, or CCD, is a phenomenon in which honeybees inexplicably disappear from their hives. The bodies of the dead bees are typically never found in what some scientists call the Jimmy Hoffa effect. Page 6 reports that at a conference last week, Karl Rove suggested that Hillary Clinton may have brain damage, referring to a fall she took in December 2012 that resulted in a concussion and a blood clot that left her in the hospital for three days. Rove said 30 days in the hospital, and then she reappears. She's wearing glasses that are only for people who have had traumatic brain injury. We need to know what's up with that. Three days, 30 days, same thing, right? Before uncontrollably screaming, Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi! If the How I Met Your Mother legacy continues, it won't be at CBS unless there's a last-minute agreement, something that appears highly unlikely. Spinoff pilot How I Met Your Dad has been in no man's land since last Friday when the network made its new series pickups announcements, and it was not among them. CBS explained that How I Met Your Dad would not be picked up because they'd pretty much done the same show for a decade. They also opted not to pick up CSI Miami Beach. And still over at CBS, Two and a Half Men will end its 12-year run voluntarily next season after failing for the past several seasons to make the show so bad that it would have to be canceled by CBS. The network, it seems, has finally taken the advice of one of the show's stars, Angus Jones. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban says he believes the Los Angeles Clippers will sell for far north of $1 billion, adding it will take a group of buyers to put together a winning bid for the club. Shark Tank co-star Kevin O'Leary offered Clippers owner Donald Sterling $500 million for 50% of the club, plus a $1 royalty on every ticket sold until he gets his money back. Shark Tank joke for you there. Is a sunken ship off of Haiti, the long-lost remains of the Santa Maria, Christopher Columbus's flagship from his first voyage to the Americas. Underwater explorer Barry Clifford, who led the team that found and investigated the wreck, says he is confident that it is. The ship could still be holding some of its cargo, including swords, gold coins, and smallpox blankets. 
And finally, Casey Kasem has been found in Washington State. The famous DJ and voice of Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo cartoons had been missing for several days and had a missing persons report filed on his behalf by his children, sparking a nationwide search. Kitsap County Sheriff's deputies in Washington performed a welfare check at a home Tuesday where authorities found Casey and his wife, Jean, visiting others at a home there. The couple told deputies they were on vacation, Sheriff's Department spokesman Scott Wilson told the affiliate. Kasem's wife, Jean, had apparently taken him up north to visit relatives, and she told authorities, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. And that's been Fake News with me. Fangirl is joining us right now. Hello, Fangirl. Hey, yo. Uh, so the internet and social media were pretty good to us the past couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, probably more so you than me, so we'll start with mine first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so Coldplay has a new track out. It's available at the end of May. I forget what the actual date is, but it's produced by Avicii, and uh, they played it on Radio 1 uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, it sounds exactly like Coldplay being produced by Avicii. And uh, so I tweeted that to Radio 1, and well, well, this happened. Just give guys a little uh, taste of this, and uh, isn't it, Avicii? It is, he is exactly right. I did there not even go. know what he meant by that, but it's so true. Okay, so l I'll, I'll let you listen to the last, uh, like, 20 seconds of this, and then uh, something exciting happens. <laughs> Happy summery, perfect pop song. It's brilliant. Coldplay, a sky full of stars. It is our track of the day today at Radio 1. Totally love this new track, says P.F. Wilson. Proper good. Just enough of Ichi and still sounds brilliantly Coldplay. Huh? Huh? <laughs> there you go. And you know what's cool about that? Is he says says P.F. Wilson doesn't say P.F. Wilson on Twitter it's like everyone in Britain should know P.F. Wilson is <laughs> he's that bloke in America does that rubbish podcast and he he's told us what he thinks of Avicii and Coldplay I didn't exactly tweet that by the way I said I could totally hear Avicii in the song and the, but that it was, it was proper good so anyway and yeah so there you go so and um, oh I was gonna look this up so uh, six million people in Britain uh, likely heard that oh yeah. my, there you that's go crazy. okay there you what? go but I still think yours your news is bigger. So you want to explain uh, what happened? Uh, last September, I took a picture at the local amusement park, which has been mentioned before. We just strange things happened to us at the oh, amusement park. Oh yeah, yeah. Park. Which it wasn't their fault. It was their it neighbors. It was not their fault. Their, uh -huh. their, their, their raucous neighbors uh, got us in trouble. I took a picture by a sign outside of a roller coaster that said "Singles will be paired." I had my sister take the picture, and it's me oh, smiling next Lizzie to it. Oh, Lizzie took that. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's when you went with one of your friends. Okay. No, no uh, my sister took that picture. That it was at. I am I am learning something new. Posted it over a year ago, probably, and out of nowhere, someone discovered it like last Saturday. I would say it was at maybe four hundred around the time I posted it, which was pretty cool. And then last Saturday, I log on and it's at a thousand notes, which is huge. And this is just on Tumblr. Huge on Tumblr, right? Huge. Okay. Like when you get a thousand notes, is when you're like, okay, I officially have been a successful blog. Everyone else can go home. Like a thousand notes, that's what you aim for. I think by now we have gone to 155,268 to be exact. 
And then something terrible happened because someone, this is the part that gets me, right click, saved as, and then posted it on what I learned. You pronounce it like Imger. Imger, okay. You pronounce it like, and someone yelled at me for pronouncing it Imger, but I'm not hip I with thought this. it was Imger. Yeah, it, it spelled like Imger. I'd never heard of this before, by the way. And... Uh, uh, tell her uh, Hannah's uh, one of Hannah's cousins discovered yeah. this. One of my cousins uh, put the link on my wall. In fact, her comment is on here somewhere. This is I'm pretty sure that's my little cousin with more points than I've ever obtained. Um, the comments besides that one from my cousin are some of the worst things I've ever. Heard I read in my like life. the first five and then I stopped. There are <laughs> comments that are hidden for being too bad on yeah. here. Um, and I I like to make fun of my big lips, and so does the rest of the internet. I guess so. <laughs> um, they there was many many comments about my lips, and it's like yes, I'm I'm aware. I yes. I am completely aware that I have big lips, and there's a lot. My favorite comment on here. I would if you weren't a sorry ASS Canadian. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not Canadian. I know. There's I, a pair. We should live so long. We're there's Canadian. a sister park <laughs> in both Virginia and Canada that and, uh, is exactly like Kings Island and, and uh, the in California. Yeah, but, but we know that Canada's Wonderland has the exact same ride and the exact same signs. So all these hosers got on there and said, "Hey." Yeah, here it is. A dirty, smelly hippie says, "I would if you weren't a Canadian." Wow. Well. Um, and of course, we're a little we're, salty here. We're huge canophiles here. We are big lights, big friend of the show from Toronto. She's like, okay, so, uh, so the so the Imguria. I love how we'll scroll back up to the top here on this thing. We'll we'll put the link to this. Um, and please don't write anything nasty though. We'll, we'll put the link <laughs> to this on the Podbean page. Um, it says to my fellow whoever posted Im- Imgurians. Imgurian sounds like something from Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> Commander Riker, send a message to the Imgurians. So true. Tell them we found this picture of this young girl in an amusement park. <laughs> We need my friend Big Jim Lugers to do his uh, John John Luke Picard impression. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the Imjurians. The Imjurians are a nasty race, it seems. <laughs> they are a nasty See, race. They are. <laughs> they are so gross. See, Counselor Troy say. There's this one guy that's like, sure, the cute girl wants to go on a field trip, but none of you guys do. And it's like, you are probably a 40 year old divorced man. Like, get off of Imjur. <laughs> Counselor Troy, what are you talking about the Imgurians? Literally, all I'm picturing is a bunch of middle-aged divorcees scrolling through my picture and commenting things. Well, sir, they'll comment on anything, and they have, they're very rude and ill-mannered. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, so. So the, the 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 gist of this, of course, is is fangirl and wittingly became a meme. And well, the, which is my mom's worst fear. Is yeah, exactly. It's you. You just never know when when you'll become an internet meme. And I guess in this case, it didn't turn out. Too, too badly. Oh, oh, there's another one. I would if you lost the lipstick. That's another one of my favorites. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to, don't scroll those anymore. Oh my God, no, they're so funny, please. (laughs) Well, we'll let, we'll link to that for folks if they want to look and, uh, and add more reblogs to that on Tumblr. Well, we'll, I'll I'll try to put a link to both the, to the Imgurians and the Tumblr. Yeah, yeah, I saw Some of these are really sweet. I have some marriage proposals. Oh, do you really? Yeah, there's a marriage proposal or two. Huh. Uh, plus one for Ohio. Okay, so, one so some, of them, one, some of them just want to be friends with me. That's, not, that's nice. They're not all nasty. Photo credit her boyfriend. Swag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, we'll, we'll Spaghetti post. Spaghetti intensifies. We'll post that. Cool. The, the only reason we spent so much time on this as it is is because the Dave Coulia interview is, is, uh, <laughs> is so short. Um, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> See, I'm looking at some of these comments, and uh, yeah, I don't want to look at them anymore. Just, just close the window. Yeah, please close the window, and uh, let's go on to the Dave Coulier interview.
Steve Coulier is probably most widely known for his role as Joey from the hit sitcom Full House, which ran from the late 80s to the mid-90s. He's also a talented voice artist and stand-up comedian, and was kind enough to take a few minutes of his time to talk to us. Here now is our interview with Dave Coulier. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's the very busy Dave Coulier. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. Nice to talk to you again. Good, man. Yeah, I think last time we did this, I think you were probably doing a show at Hilarities in Cleveland, and uh, we had a, a nice chat. But, um, uh, gosh, uh, the, well, the first thing I wanted to start with today, of course, is, like me, uh, you're probably bumming out over the hockey playoffs. Well, uh, you know, Detroit lost about 400 man hours, uh, man or game, I forget what you call it, game hours or something like that. I forget what they call it exactly, but uh, they were pretty banged up this year. And, you know, they squeaked into the playoffs for the 23rd consecutive season. So that, I guess, is uh, a triumph of sorts. But, you know, it's it's great playoffs. I've been watching these games, and, uh, you, you know, you got teams like Colorado. you got uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, winning two games from the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's, it's really exciting because... You know, as everyone knows, in the NHL during playoff hockey, a, a hot goaltender can you can ride him all the way through. As my friend's dad used to say, it's a whole new season. Absolutely, it Absolutely. is. Yeah, and I'm happier for the folks in Columbus uh, up the road from me uh, here in Cincinnati, though. But um, yeah, all my friends live in Pittsburgh, so uh, they're kind of my second team after the Blues. But yeah, it's just uh, it's been a it's been rough and entertaining. Just if you know, if your but if your team's on the losing end, it's a, it's a bit bit sour, I guess. So um, l- let me ask, I know we spoke uh, last time a little bit about this, but for the benefit of the uh, podcast listeners, of course, um, you're originally from uh, the Michigan area, I think people know that, from suburban Detroit, is that correct? I am, I'm from St. Clair Shores, Michigan, and uh, grew up as a Red Wings fan. <laughs> yeah, because people are used to seeing you in your uh, Red Wings jersey periodically. Absolutely, yeah, I wore that uh, Red Wings sweater on Full House for uh, for many seasons, and Boy, the Red Wings fans—they come out of the woodwork uh, talking about that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've had, they had some. You know, how many? They've won a couple of a couple of cups. Gosh, since uh, since at least since full. I know before full houses, but even during that run, cause I remember I was in college and uh, a buddy of mine was a Red Wings fan, and I he run a couple in the late '80s and early '90s. Uh, there was a 42-year drought that a lot of people forget about. Oh, y'all. <laughs> They uh, they won it again in ninety in the ninety seven ninety eight season. Okay, and they won four cups, three cups after that. They okay, yeah, four I, cups during that period. All I remember them is pounding on my blues all those years. So, um, so you you grew up in now. How, did were you always interested in comedy growing up, or was it something where you were kind of a funny guy and people said, "Hey, you should maybe consider doing this for a living." Well, I was a jock and. Uh, you know, you're sitting in the locker room and you got, you know, a captive audience of 20 guys. And so uh, I would do impressions of uh, my coaches and my teammates and people that we knew. And it was just fun. And, and um, you know, I, I have a younger brother and we, uh, as kids, used to lay in our bunk beds. And my I really learned how to do voices from listening to my brother because he could imitate our relatives and neighbors. And so I would... <laughs> I would just kind of copycat what he did, and that's how I learned how to do voices. But, you know, it just, 
I always loved comedians. I loved watching comedians growing up, and and I come from a funny family, so it just was kind of a, I guess it was just kind of a natural fit for me. So did you have any? Uh, did you have a notion of do, uh, being a professional athlete at any point, or doing something else as a vocation? Or when did comedy kind of set in your mind as like maybe I could do this for a living? Well, I think once I realized my lack of skill in hockey, uh, that's when the <laughs> that's when the, the dream of being a comedian <laughs> started to happen. Now, do you uh, you know Ian Bag? I know who he is. I know he's very funny. Yeah, he's he same exact same story. He wanted to play hockey, realized everybody was way bigger than him, and he would always get pounded when he went to these hockey camps. And he thought, you know what, maybe I should do comedy. So it's a very and he still plays in uh, in charity games around LA. So I thought maybe you'd run into him figuratively or literally, uh, maybe on the a ice. Few, yeah, a few people have actually said, hey, do you, do you ever run into Ian Bank? You know, you guys both play hockey, and um, I I haven't run into him yet. So I'm yeah. sure one of these days. I'll run into him, and we'll have lots of hockey stories to tell. There you go. Now you're also uh, you're part hoser because uh, wasn't your like your grandmother or something? I read from the Maritimes or something or what? Yes, my mom's side of the family is all from New Brunswick. Uh-huh. And um, two years ago, we went there on a trip. We took my mom back and actually went to the original settlement where my family is from, and so uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was really a, a trip back in time. It was a, it was an amazing place with some amazing people. That's cool. Whenever I uh, talk to Canadians, uh, comedians, and occasionally musicians, I always tell them of my uh, my fondness for Canada. How I'm crazy for the country, and they always kind of like laugh suspiciously. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess that does make sense. That it is a nice country. Yeah, Canadians are just nice people. They really are. Yeah. And um, I'm actually on my way to Calgary, Alberta, uh-huh. uh, today. For shows at Yuck Yucks there. Oh, well, there you go. At the Elbow River Casino through the weekend. Oh, okay. And then uh, heading up to Rick Bronson's place in Edmonton, maybe, before heading to Minneapolis, or is it? No, I uh, I come back just this weekend up in Canada, and then um, and then next week I'm at the uh, Tempe Improv, and okay. then uh, then I eventually make my way across the USA. Okay. Well, uh, so is this like a, a regular, is this like you, you're building a new hour, or is this just, you know, just hitting the road because you just like doing it? Uh, what's the basis of the tour? Well, I uh, I started as a stand-up. I, I came up the ranks of The Tonight Show back when Johnny Carson used to host the show, and, and so my roots are, uh, my beginnings are, are as a stand-up comic, and so I took about eight years off from doing it and then got back into it, and uh, I am having more fun now than I've ever had. Uh, I am working on a new hour called Glorified Birthday Clown, <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, I'm just out there playing a ton of dates in the U.S. and Canada, and, and uh, like I said, it, it's, uh, it's more fun now than I think I've, I've ever imagined stand-up being. Um, the shows are sold out everywhere. Um, tons of Full House fans from uh, the generation that actually watched the show to yeah. you know teenagers who are you know Full House fans now. It's crazy. It's it's this cross-generational 
it re- it's, um, it's demographic it's, that I get at my shows, and it's it's really great. Full House, really kind of the, the Brady Bunch of its era. It's a show that people kind of knocked at the time because you know for what it was, but you know, but then look back, back they go, wow, it was really is a great show. It still holds up. It, you know, the cast is beloved. You know, I know you know some have had a, a, a few issues, shall we say, but no one no one jumped on that person. No one you know uh, made a, a bad light out of it. It's just you know it it, it was what it was and. Things are looking better for that person, as we know. But um, yeah, I mean, everybody loves you guys still, and uh, everyone's always glad to see you, uh, whether it's you or Bob or John or the gals or, or any of them. People are still really supportive of uh, of that show. Yeah, it's really kind of um, stood through the test of time. And uh, me, Bob Saget, and John Famos, uh, I affectionately call them my brothers because oh, I yeah. really think of them that way. Sure. Uh, we uh, we did a Dan and Oikos yogurt commercial for Super Bowl, and so oh, we went right. back to New York, and we did uh, Good Morning America, we did Jimmy Fallon, we did The View, and it was amazing, the response, because we really haven't been on television together since Full House ended in 1995, so it just created this crazy uh, hysteria everywhere we get, went. I mean, Rihanna, Rihanna Photo bombed us on Good Morning America. It was like, what is going on here? You know. So it was, um, you know, it. I guess, you know, I guess that's just kind of a a tribute to Full House and how it's really stood the test of time and and how much people really just enjoy the show and. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, and, and and really how well it was cast because you know you got and you guys also have talents beyond you know just being funny actors, of course. You know because you and Bob is stand-ups. John is also a, a musician with uh, my favorite band, the Beach Boys, on occasion. So and of course the, you know the the Olsen twins, of course, gone off to be entrepreneurs. So you know it's really uh, uh, worked out for everybody. Yeah, we really did become a real dysfunctional family. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so do you see any of the, the old gang apart from, like you said, you saw your, your TV brothers, of course, but, uh, do you see the gals at all? I do. Um, Candace Cameron, of course, is on, uh, Dancing with the Stars right now. That's so right. I, uh, I tweet about Candace and, you know, tell people to vote for her. So <laughs> I see, uh, I see Candace, I see Jody, I see Andrea, uh, Barber, who played Kenny Gibbler. I see John and Bob a lot. And uh, Lori Lachlan occasionally, and Mary Kate Nashley. They live in. We're all West Coast, and so Mary Kate Nashley are are in New York. Yep. And so we don't get to see them very often, but uh, we all really try to stay in touch. It's really remarkable. And I'm curious on on Full House. You guys started that show right about the same time that you know actors were finally starting to get you know treated a little more fairly. So I mean that's that show's been good to you, as, for, you know, as far as uh, from a I guess from a financial standpoint. I I reckon is that is that correct? Yeah, you'll you'll never hear me complain. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious because <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you I, know, um, like the shows you're talking about. I make, Brady. A, <laughs> I make a joke in my in my stand-up show where I say. Uh, you know, people often ask me, Dave, you know, Full House has never gone off the air since 1987. It's been syndicated in over 100 countries. It's 192 episodes. You're on three networks a day here in the U.S. Uh, do you get a lot of uh, residuals? And uh, what I say to them is, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to brag, but if I wanted to, I could buy a new T-shirt every week. 
Long sleeve. Too. Yeah. I'm not, well, you know, now I'm kind of rubbing it in. But. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a better deal than a lot of those folks uh, in the '60s that uh, you know found themselves on the on the wrong in some of these. But that, that's good to hear. You know, uh, that's uh, it's always glad when the you know when the right people are you know are getting uh, getting a slice of the pie there. Um, all right, man. Well, I know you got a, a plane to catch. If I could bug you just for a second to do a, a quick line or anything along the lines of, "Hi, this is Dave Coulier, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder." That would be super. Hi, this is Dave Coulier, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Okay, let's rewind. All right, awesome, man. Well, terrific. Well, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the tour and everything, and uh, and uh, continued success to you. Thanks. And are you going to promo specifically the Minneapolis date for me? Yes. Okay, perfect. And if uh, for the other publications Great. I write for, occasionally I get into uh, the ones down in Arizona, and uh, if you're going to, like, Cleveland or Houston, I'll look around, and we can get you some ink there as well. Or Cincinnati, where I live here, we can we can do that as well. Yeah, there's a is it a funny dog that's in Cincinnati, yes. Kentucky? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's right there. Yeah, I forget. Um, yeah, for sure, do that. And are you coming and, here? Uh, I'm going to be at the Tempe Improv next week. Too, oh, great! So, so oh, for, we're sure getting here in Cincinnati. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, great. All well, right. Well, thanks again, Dave, and uh, good luck up in Canada. Thanks, yeah, I appreciate All it. All right, thanks. Bye bye. All right, see you, buddy. Bye. Thanks again to Dave Coulier for being on the show. Man, super nice guy. It is not a shtick uh, that he was doing on Full House. He's a, he's a super nice man, as uh, is Bob Saget. I've interviewed him twice for the papers I write for around the country. Another super nice guy. And I assume Stamos is uh, is good, too. He's, he's got good company, uh, being a, uh, a part-time beach boy. Anyway, you can catch Dave uh, there at uh, the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, which uh, is outside of Minneapolis, May 22nd through May 24th. And he's at the uh, Funny Bone in Richmond, Virginia. That is June. 6th through, I'm doing this on the, uh, another computer here, whoop, I lost it, June 6th through uh, the 8th, and then he's in Chicago, no, I'm sorry, yeah, he's in Schaumburg, Illinois, at the Chicago Improv, June 13th, looks like, through the 14th, and you can just go to davecoulier.com, and you'll find everything you need to know about Dave Coulier and where you can find him, and go watch him build his new hour. Okay, so uh, our friend Caleb Bacon, who was on the show, uh, the TV writer who was on the special edition episode we had a couple weeks back of uh, your favorite band, Depeche Mode. Well, at the end of his show, he has a thing that's uh, man school uh, recommended. He has a little thing where uh, the announcer comes on and says, thoughts, takeaways. So we're going to do that today. What, what, what did we learn today on PF Tape Recorder? Well, we learned to uh, always get the back end of a sitcom, and then you can do anything you want, even buy long sleeve t-shirts. So we learned that. Um, uh, we learned that conservatives are mostly crazy. We already knew that, uh, and, and fake news. I'm pretty sure we learned that. And then we also learned that you can become an internet meme at any time. It's any random picture you put on a website can just get thousands and thousands, almost over hundreds of thousands of hits. And you could become internet famous if just for a little bit. And most importantly, we learned that I am indeed a 15 year old British girl. All right. So, um, like the podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Be sure to listen to uh, Dan and Logan's podcast, Magic Potion, although uh, Dan might be a little busy for the next couple of weeks, so I don't, I don't know if they're going to have new episodes up, but find Magic Potion on iTunes. Dan also designed the PF Tape Recorder logo. Music for PF Tape Recorder was uh, written and performed by Doug Veropolis. Uh, Doug, <laughs> mix the two together. John Veropolis, Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. 
Summer's almost here, although you wouldn't know it by the temperatures here in the Midwest today. Uh, I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, May 15th, and it is kind of chilly here in Cincinnati. We're only going to get up to 60 degrees, but summer is coming. Memorial Day weekend, just two weeks away, and uh, a great summer tune, Chasing the Sun, Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Endings. I want you to go to iTunes and buy this right now. We're going to play out on it today. And as I say, so long, and thanks for listening. Thank you.